I just want to create experiences for women around that so they can just feel what that feels like for another woman to be compassionate towards them. Hey fam, welcome to the Black Girl Fit Files, a podcast dedicated to overall health, self-improvement, and creating the life you deserve to live. I'm Delijah, founder of Black Girls Poll, ice cream sandwich lover, and obsessive life giver. Join me and frequent guests, which include a roster of dope black women, as we talk about various topics from entrepreneurship to self-love and a little bit of everything in between. Turn up your volume, y'all, and let's get to it. Fam, do you want to know the number one question that I get asked when it comes to pole dancing? I'll tell you. What kind of pole do you recommend? My go-to answer is always X-Pole, and that's why I'm so excited to have them as a sponsor for today's show. X-Pole is the leading manufacturer of pole and aerial-based equipment and more in this industry. From poles to lira to aerial rigs and tutorials, X-Pole has everything you need for your movement journey. One of the things that I actually love the most about X-Pole is their portability. While using high-quality materials like stainless steel, chrome, silicone, and more, X-Pole products are easy to set up and take down. Pressure-mounted poles require no screwing or drilling at all, and it makes for a great option in your apartment and for temporary locations. The best part is if your ceilings are too high or maybe you like to take your pole dancing journey somewhere else like outside at the park, I don't know, their X stages are the perfect option. The pole that I absolutely love and recommend is the powder coated 45 millimeter X pole and I've been using it for years. These are my go-to options when it comes to pole dancing equipment and also education. Okay, so you know I can't talk about Expo without mentioning how supportive they are to this industry. They're helping to usher in the next era of technology that lifts and raises the pole that lifts and raises the profile of pole and area arts. Whether that be they're helping to usher in the next era of technology that lifts and raises the profile of pole and the aerial arts, whether that be through podcasts like this, VR, augmented reality, innovative equipment, or other platforms, X-Pole is it. So y'all know I have a code for you. And as a follower of the Black Girl Fit Files, X-Pole is giving 10% off of pole and aerial equipment and products at xpoleus.com. All you have to do is use the code FITFILES at your checkout. Be sure to head over to xpoleus.com. Check out their products. You will not be disappointed. I love me some Xpole. Shout out to y'all and let's get back to the show. Happy Thursday, fam. What it do, y'all? What it do? How is everybody feeling on this good old Thursday? You know, so I don't know if I had told you guys, but I've been working with a trainer since last June, since last June, I decided like it was time I needed consistency. And he like, like goes so hard in the paint on me. And I absolutely love it. I'm training two days a week. And every month I have to do like a, an in-body check-in where you step on the scale and it measures like your skeletal mass, your fat, your weight, the strength in your right arm, your left arm, left leg, right leg, like all of the things, how much water you have, how much salt you have. It's very, very accurate too. Right. So at the beginning of the month we have to do this. And I was on such a steady decline and I was doing really well and I was really proud of myself. And then this last Monday, it just totally, it just messed me all the way up. 
I went up for some reason on my body fat percentage. And I know, I know, I know. But, you know, losing weight and maintaining weight and keeping it off and eating right and 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 that shit is so hard. It's so hard because especially if you're over 35, because my body does not do the things that it used to do back 10 years ago when I could literally eat trash. I still kind of eat the trash. So (laughs) my body is just (laughs) changing, but I'm still eating the crappy stuff. But I've been I've been doing better. I've been doing better. I'm trying to not eat the gummy bears. I actually haven't had gummy bears in quite a while. I'm pretty proud of myself. But yo, my goal for my body fat is to get down to like 25%. I was, I started at like 36, I want to say. I think I started at 36. I got down to 32. No, I got down to 31. And I was, I was so proud. And then this last time I got back up to 32 and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't want to tell you. (laughs) It's hard. It's just really hard. I will say this though. I feel better. Like I feel so much stronger. I feel I'm like totally in love with my booty because my booty is lifted and it is sitting and it is perfectly plump and I am loving every, every inch of my booty. But I know like bodies are made in the kitchen or whatever it is that they say. I should actually know what they say because I'm a freaking nutritionist. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I have started. So I don't know. Did I tell you? all I don't know. I just sometimes I just go off on tangents and I start talking. I've been increasing my step count. So I'm trying to get at least seven to ten thousand steps a day in. And it is very difficult to do since leaving New York City because I don't walk as much. I just hop in the good old SUV mom car and drive to Target instead of like walking to the train. So increasing your steps in suburban life is way harder than doing so in city life, but I'm still working on it. So I've been trying to do, have y'all heard of 1233? I got to make sure I'm saying it right. 1233, 12% incline, 30 minutes, three miles per hour. This girl Uh, it's on Instagram. Look it up. You spell the whole thing out and that's the IG for it. But I've been doing 1233 and it is no joke. So I've been trying to do that on the days that I don't work with the trainer. And I think that's why my booty also the, the millions of squats and things that I do, but my booty is like sitting because of 1233. Give it a try. Like don't play yourself because the shit is going to be hard, but it is well worth it. (laughs) All right. So let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is with a friend of mine who has been in the pole dancing industry for years, Jackie Smith. Jackie is the founder, owner of Spice, which is a pole and aerial studio down in Atlanta. And we had a grand old time just chatting from things about like what's going on in the pole industry, 
the ups and downs of opening up a studio when you wanted to have a second location and then COVID happens and what do you do and waiting for permits. And she had so many good nuggets and she was just such a treat to chat with. So we had a really good conversation. We even talked about like what is going on in the pole industry with these prices and how people are like pricing themselves out because they're pricing themselves too low. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. So buckle up and listen in because it is a good, good conversation. Hello, Jackie. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? It's going good. Welcome. Okay. I'm excited to be in 2023. <laughs> yes, seriously. I feel like the past two years as we all know have just been like a a blur of blurs so like we're back (laughs) we're back does it feel like things are like picking back up like oh yeah definitely yeah it it feels weird. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but it feels like 2020 all over again. Not in a bad way, but like 2019 was so great and normal. <laughs> and then it was like, woo, we had so much momentum going into 2020. So that's kind of how I feel. But it's like the momentum is driven by trauma and pain. <laughs> it's, it's trauma driven. That's trauma driven motivation. Got you. Okay. So I wanted to like, talk to you because number one, you're doing great things with like your studio, you're in Atlanta and you know, I, how I feel about all of the studios that are just, there's so many going on. And I'm just like, what is happening? There's, there's so much going on. Um, (laughs) but I wanted to just like kind of get into your brain and just see how things are functioning and see how things are going and what you've done to really like stay afloat and to stay breathing and to actually get ready to open up location number two. Um, so first of all, how long have you had spice? Man, spice is about to be five in June. Wow. Congratulations. Crazy. Thank you. Did the five years go fast? You know, I think it's just like anything else. Like when you're in it, you're like, (laughs) but then getting to year five, I'm like, that wasn't so bad, you know? So it's definitely gone by really fast. It's gone by much faster than I thought for sure. Cause like Sammy and I were literally just talking about this before I got on with you. And it was like, it seems like five, seven years is going to be such a, such a long, long time to like get, get things to where we want them to be. But then like hearing you be like in the moment, it feels like forever, but now that you've gotten past it and you're on the other side of it, it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think when I first opened Spice Real Talk, like I was, I was like, where can I get a one year lease? You know, I was really trying to find a commercial space. Really? Oh, yeah. I just thought this was going to be like something I was going to try out real quick. And, you know, if it doesn't work, what the heck, you know, and then it started working and I was like, oh, and then, of course, I couldn't sign a one year lease. This is an apartment. (laughs) So. um, So, yeah, like. So it, it it got real, real quick and it just kept growing. And we had an opportunity to expand the location that we're in now, the Gwinnett location expanded. And it's just, it's just 
you don't even have time to stop and think about like, oh man, it's been such and such. It's like, yo, we got work to do, period. Mm-hmm. We still Mark's have work keep, to do. Your work keeps coming. Right. Do you think that, you know, when you first opened in year one, you probably probably had a one year, two year plan. Did does it feel good to like knock things off of your checklist and or does it feel like, OK, I knocked it off. But because you know how we are where it's like we've accomplished really great things, but sometimes we forget to like look back at those great things and be like, oh, wow, I actually did this. Or are you just constantly being like, no, I still have more bigger, better plans. Let me tell you. So in be order to get this space, oh, oh, listen, that's all I can be. I can't even, I, look, I can't. When I first got into this space, the property manager was like, you have to send us a business plan because we were a new business. We had nothing else to really show them. So we had to show them a business plan. Girl, if I went back and looked at that business plan now, I would be like... <laughs> what is this what is this so i can rip this into shreds like you don't know what you don't know you don't know you do not it 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 made sense to me at the time and i I guess it made sense to him because he let me up in here i had no idea what i was doing Hmm. you think you know but i had no idea no idea oh my gosh I was trying to be like the low cost option and, Mm -hmm. oh, let me, you know, their prices are here. My prices don't be down here. Gotcha. What What made you flip your, what made you change that? Because, because I think that is a thing too, that we see a lot, like in any industry is if McDonald's has $3 chicken nuggets, then Burger King is going to have 2.99 chicken nuggets. So like where, what did you finally do to be like, no, this is the cost. And this is, this is what it's going to be. And this is the clientele that I'm trying to attract. Truthfully, 2018, we were just figuring everything out because we opened June, 2018. And then 2019, we were just like burning rubber. Like if the studio was full and of course everybody thinks booked and busy, like classes waitlisted. We got people. uh, I mean, it was crazy. We were packed 2019 and it wasn't until I quit my job. It wasn't. And that was a real lesson in emotional capacity Uh because with my job, I'm like, Oh yeah, the studio is good. Like it's fine. Like it's full. Everybody's happy. Yeah. We're winning competition. I still have my check. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still getting my direct deposit. I'm chilling. Right. So, but then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I see that this is taking off. There's money coming in. Like I I could be of better service to the studio if I didn't have this nine to five that I wasn't really enjoying anyway. So I quit my job and I started actually digging into what was going on. And I realized that all them people in there, the math wasn't mathing. (laughs) (laughs) You got Groupon. Anybody that knows how Groupon works, they're going to take their cut. Mm-hmm. So, and they're also going to make you whatever your price is, they're going to give you a price that they're willing to work with. And wow. then they're going to take their cut off the top. So you got, you got a studio full of Groupon people. You got to do that. Math. That's not real students. That's not real students. And that's not real revenue. Right. That's not real profit. Unless right. Groupon is your a part of your business model heavily. And in a small 
setting like spice was we had one room eight poles you know it's not you know it's i'm not winning any guinness book world records by having a full studio <laughs> you know right. it takes 20 people for us to have a full studio right so you know so seeing that i'm like oh the, what i thought because i was so busy maintaining my regular job I'm thinking like, okay, bills are getting paid. I got a little money in my pocket. You know, this is cool. I'm paying people. <laughs> I really looked at it. I said, oh my gosh, these people wow. are paying like $2.48 a class. Oh my God. Dead serious. How are the yeah. lights staying on? I mean, rent ain't that high, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> bills, I mean, really, it's not that expensive. You know, we're not in New York. Right. So... So, and we still had regular memberships. So okay. we were bringing in money that, you know, it, it's really overhead is not too high. You know, the biggest expenses we have are payroll and rent. Right, 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 right. Cover okay. payroll, rent, you know, it's really all the utilities. That stuff's not too bad. Gotcha. But yeah, so I'm like, wow, you know, this, uh, I got to change up some things. Okay. But more so than the money, the amount of work, that it takes to run a studio, even at this size, is crazy. And it does not stop. And so when I started, when I started thinking about like, this is my job now, mm. you know, am I supposed to live in poverty? Like, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I didn't sign up for poverty. <laughs> That's not the package I signed up for, oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So you started, you had to like, so I guess you don't do any more Groupons. Let's just say that. Nah, shout out to Groupon, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what's cool is you recognize that you couldn't do this by yourself. And I know that you've spoken so highly and you got like a coach. Absolutely. And yeah. And I think that a lot of times we people, that own businesses think that they can just do it. And you, like you said, you don't know what you don't know until you get someone that comes in and it's like advising you and coaching you on how to, to flip this and make this better. Like what, what are some of the things that you think having a coach helps you to do? So let me just say this, because this is something that a lot of people don't realize. I just had this conversation with somebody the other day. I've been working with my coach. Her name's Leslie Lyons, Lord. Or with She's been on the podcast. Nancy. Oh, okay. Shout out to Leslie. I've been working with her since day one. I literally remember when a friend of mine told me about her and I remember sitting at my kitchen table and being like, do I really want to spend $99 for somebody to tell me how to run a studio? Like, Yes, you do. (laughs) You know, the the master's degree in me is like, I don't even know this lady. Who is this person? But I was like, what the heck, you know, invest in yourself, blah, blah, blah. Best decision I ever made. But I did not, I did not follow her advice for a very long time. A very long time. She was telling us what to do. She was telling you us were how to do her bonds. Come on. I was doing what I thought I knew because I was looking at what everybody else was doing. Mm. I'm like, well, they doing this. I'm going to do that. They, mm-hmm. The studio I came from, they was doing this. I'm going to do that. You know, mm-hmm. she's telling me, don't do this. Don't do this. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that one. You know. <laughs> I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do them other things. I ain't going to do that. 
So, you know, working with her has definitely been a process. It's been a process and she allows all of the people that work with her to mess up. (laughs) She's like, I'll be here when you, when you find that wisdom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. So, you know, last year I want to ask because you can't, I think last year was a year that we started seeing some like normalcy in our lives a little bit. Like, what did you learn last year that you want to carry on into this year? Or what did you learn last year? And you maybe didn't get to implement this year, but like this year you're being intentional about doing. Man, leadership. Like I learned that if you're gonna, well, for one, I really learned that what I do matters. I used to think that I was just nobody, you know, nobody knew who I was. Nobody cared who I was. And what I did in in Spice didn't matter. Nobody cared. And it's funny because I was talking to Leslie earlier about the post heard around the world (laughs) last year about $10 pole dancing class. Yeah. Yes. So that was about March of last year. And um, a lot, a lot of conversation came out of that. And I'm not gonna say it was bad conversation, but what I learned is that I cannot pretend like what I do matters. And if I'm going to do something, I got to stand 10 toes down on it and I have to be ready to talk about it and, and, you know, not just think like, oh, you know, I don't want to say that because other people going to have an opinion on you and no matter what, no matter what you do no matter what you do and they're going to use their platforms. They're going to speak on what you're doing. They're going to talk about it. And so, you know, of course, like kind of flipping from a business model of being like the low cost option to now, like we're shrinking our packages, you know, when you're coming in, you know, you have to be a member. It's going to cost you a little bit more and we're going to give you a little bit less, but you're going to get a really quality experience when you're here. That turned a lot of people off. And, you know, but I had to stand in that and understand this is my thing. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing it with a clean heart and clean energy. And I need to be ready to stand 10 toes down on that. And if somebody has a problem with it, like I can't just go run and hide and change and do something different. So just like continuing to keep that energy. Cause no matter like, what you do, someone's going to say something good, bad, stupid, brilliant, What? no matter what, like yeah. someone's going to have something to say. And I think a lot came out of that, that $10 post or that when she, I can't remember what was it. She said, if you're doing $10, basically, if you are offering $10 classes, you're she doing, says you can't empower women offering $10. Listen, let me not verbatim say what it was, but it was something along the lines of, you know, are you really, I think it was more like that. Are you really empowering women with $10 pole dancing classes? Like, think about that. And it's not, look, I ain't here to talk about nobody's prices. Do whatever you feel works best for you. But the answer for me was no. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And and you stood in that. I mean, there's rent in New York City is like $12,000 a month. We we can't offer, 10, we can't offer $10 of anything. <laughs> you know what? And I actually did a Google search on what you can buy for $10. It's very interesting. <laughs> what you can buy for $10. You can't even buy a soda candle for $10. Man, listen. You can't. There you because go. you because you can't. There you go. Hey, you got no pole dancer. <laughs> you, can't, you cannot. You can't buy a phone case. You can buy like 
no. I was gonna say you could buy like a spatula, but not a good one, girl. Listen, ain't a pair of socks. Here. Ain't nothing cheap out here. Even even the underwear at Victoria's Secrets is twelve ninety nine. Ain't nothing cheap out here. Nothing. You can barely get a burger and fries for ten dollars. So, you actually you actually cannot because I went to Wendy's yesterday and it was nine ninety nine. Bless you, nine ninety nine for the like ten piece nugget and a fry. There you go. So yeah, I ain't hating on nobody. If that's what if that's what gives you clean energy and that you know that works for you and i think a lot of people kind of took that as a personal attack against all kind of students but i realized like you know there are some studios that can support that like if you own your building if you don't have a if you don't have rent if you don't have a mortgage whatever if you own the space girl the world is yours but the privilege in that is you don't have that. And so I think it was really important for us all to understand that everybody's bills are different. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's expenses are different. And I think that we need more understanding that every studio is going to be a different experience. True. And if you true. price it at a certain point, just make sure you can stand on that price. True. That is very true. Well, you you would not catch Delijah Million Franklin <laughs> being in a ten dollar class studio. Man, I said man. it. <laughs> Look, I'm like, hey, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. So, studio owner, I think we covered this a little bit, but like year one to year five. You as an individual, what has changed, evolved, grown, shifted in in you in you? Man, everything. <laughs> everything. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, and that's why I love I love spice so much. I love what I do so much because truthfully, and this is something I don't really talk about a lot, and I just got comfortable talking about this. I was not somebody who I I went to 10 different schools before high school. So I moved around a lot. I never got settled in one particular space. I never really got to participate in any like sports for a long period of time. I was constantly moving. I was constantly the new girl. I was the ball headed, nappy head, little dark skinned chick. (laughs) Um, Most of my schools, like I was never. Was it, were you military? Was it? And my dad moved for promotions. Okay. You know, shout out to be a middle class, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) that was my trade-off. We had to move around. Okay. So yeah, we moved a lot and, um, you know, I faced colorism. I was always kind of a bigger kid. I'm tall. I'm five foot eight. I've probably been five, eight since I was like 10 so, you know, I was always kind of a big kid and, you know, natural hair wasn't doing the things, you know, natural hair was not cool right. in the 90s it was and not. the early 2000s. It, was, <laughs> so, it wasn't cool. It was not cool. It, it was not. So, you know, I really felt, and I didn't have a support group of women to like pour into me and tell me like how to operate with confidence. And so my life just kind of, you know, thank God for smart, you know, being somewhat smart. And so I did get an education. I went to college and, you know, so I had that part together, but 
emotionally, like I was, I was nothing. Like I didn't think anything of myself at all. I was just another little black girl, you know, hoping to make it out here. And so when I started Spice, I mean, even with that, I'm like, oh, we'll just see what happens, oh, you know. And I came into the space as a leader that was just like, oh, whatever, guys, you know, do whatever you want. Have mm-hmm. fun, don't die. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. But like as the it started getting busier and you start to see this thing happening and now it's like, oh, wow. Well, if I let that happen, then this will happen, which creates more work for me and less mm-hmm. of an experience for the students and less of an experience for the staff. So, you know, just having to learn to be truly confident, you know, like not this because I was confident enough to, you know, perform and compete and all that stuff. But I wasn't confident enough to use my voice. Mm. I wasn't confident enough to stand out as a leader and to say like, hey, I understand we're friends and this is your space too, but we have to operate like this. And I'm just now getting to that point. Like, wow. Yeah. Five years, <laughs> almost I mean, four and a half years in. I mean, it, it really, it, it takes, I think that long because I think sometimes you have a goal and you have a dream and sometimes it's, it's so much bigger than you and, and you have to catch up to it, you know, because you're like, wait, wait, I wasn't ready to be a leader yet. Wait, hold on. I just wanted to do this. And then like, you guys go and like, have fun, but then people are waiting for you to like step up to the plate and lead. And nobody tells you. Like, they don't. They don't. T- it's, that's like, to me, like the big secret that nobody talks about is like, you got to be a leader in this space and like understanding who we're leading. We had a staff meeting yesterday and I'm like, I understand inclusivity is a thing, but like even on this platform, black girls poll, and I understand there's a spectrum. Um, However, if we're talking about overwhelmingly serving women, there's going to be challenges that come along with that. And if we don't acknowledge what those challenges are, Mm -hmm. then I think we're just going to keep perpetuating the same things so, you know, right. seeing the same breakdowns in communication, seeing the same implosions on social media, seeing the same, like, yep. we're going to keep repeating those same patterns. So yeah. in my space, I'm like, yo, let's really talk about who we're serving and acknowledging what's great about serving a group of women. But then also what is something that's challenging about an organization that's women run, women led, women served? Mm. Got you. Got you. Yeah. It's, it is, it's, it's definitely challenging. And the, and the leadership part too, for me, when I started like going to conferences and seeing these women that were doing half, not even half of the things that I was doing, but they were so confident, man, you couldn't say anything to them. I'm like, you don't even, you like, that's when I started being like, Delilah, if you don't, like wake up and like step into this leadership role and be this leader. <sighs> I just joined an entrepreneurship center in Atlanta and man, you, are, I, I know I have a friend that's trying to build an app. He's like, man, I just need $250,000. And I'm like, shit, I made that last year. Like, you know? There you go. You and know, I- like we are doing amazing things. And I think it does take studio owners to get out of the pole space mm-hmm. and into the business space to really see like, girl, you're doing big things. Yep. 
that's that BGP became a quarter million dollar business when I stepped away from being a pole dancer and putting on a businesswoman hat and going around other businesses, because at the end of the day, it's still a business, you know, and like, and being around other women who are quadrupling what I'm doing and with such ease, it's just like, oh, wow. Okay. Got it. Oh my gosh. It's an amazing feeling. And I just hope that, that there can be more experiences for like realizing we're not pole dancers. Cause in a way I start, I'm feeling like that word is a little bit dehumanizing now. Like we're not pole dancer. Like what is a pole dancer? Like, we are, we are, so we're more than that. Yeah. yeah. Like we're not just that and right. like really expanding on who we are as people in this space and right. what are our needs and our needs are not just, let me point my toes more, <laughs> you know, let me, I'll be a better studio owner if I win some competitions like that don't matter at all. Let me get more followers. My page is private now. Like I don't even care about followers on social media anymore because it's I mean, I have to focus on this. If you you can't convert them, then girl, what? (laughs) Not that big of a deal. If you can't, it is a big deal. But it's like if they're not converting to customers to, to, you know, it don't matter. And it don't yeah. matter. So yeah, I had to take a big step back and focus on this. And then look, social media ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so not. I'll be back. But it's definitely not. Wait, what group did you join? Now I'm all like nosy. Well, it's called the Russell Center. So Herman J. Russell is like a huge uh, like entrepreneur legacy in the Atlanta metro area. Okay. Yeah. So his family created the, it's called the Russell Innovation Center for Entrepreneurs, but it's right there in the AUC Center. It's it's amazing. And so it's just nice to like be around all kind of entrepreneurs and meeting people that are in Target, meeting people that are doing like amazing things, like right. million dollar, I mean, just casual, like, oh, how much did you make last year? Well, you know, I'm just shy of a million, like, you know like right and it's like if you rub if you start if you start rubbing elbows with that you can't help but yeah you can't help but want want of course and the level of conversation i encourage all pole studio owners to spend more time with men in business (laughs) because i'll talk to some of my male cohorts like in my group and i'm like yeah i'm having this problem and they're like what's the problem What's the problem? Put put a price on it. Put it out there. And like the way men's brains think, they're just like, <laughs> I'm like, but the friends, they're like, <laughs> that is kind. Of, I think too. I think sometimes it sounds so it's so whatever. But like even like our advisor will be like, yeah, I get that, but but you still have to keep going. <laughs> and we're just like, but he's like, yeah, I understand, but. Okay. Dot, yeah. dot, dot. And it's like, yeah. all right, all right. Okay. Okay. Done. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I, I I fully, fully, fully get it. Got it. So uh, I'm gonna ask the question because if if you knew what you knew now, then where would you be as far as like studio? Would you still want to open a studio? Oh. 
That's a hard question to ask. I'm just going to say, thank God we can't see into the future like that. For real. Right. (laughs) I mean, so I'm grateful. I'm really, really grateful. Honestly, I feel blessed to have gone through this experience because the woman that I, I'm like, I don't even know who I am. I look back at who I was 15 years ago. I'm like me like I've avoided this for so long and I'm like why is it me like I don't want to be a leader I don't want to be in charge like put me in the back somewhere like really man yeah no I didn't want to do this like this is not my natural tendency and that's not how I was raised I was raised to follow a program and so to see like the confidence that I have, like true confidence and, and for other people to see it like, oh my gosh. And to like see the abundance that that attracts. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about anything I need. I know I'm good. The, the fearlessness that comes with that. And then to be able to share that with other women when that was not shared with me, mm. that like to be able to pour into these women and to see them like growing and blossoming. I'm like, how did I get here? Wow. So I didn't know I was going to have to get, (laughs) I didn't know I was going to have to get beat up emotionally to get to this point. Okay. But I'm like so thankful because there's so many women that want to do what I'm doing that Mm -hmm. they have, they can't even, Like my brain literally didn't think I could do this. I couldn't even see the money that was sitting in the bank. I'm like, I can never open up a studio. I don't have enough money. (laughs) You literally got money sitting in a bank that you could use. I couldn't even see that. So like just knowing and understanding there's so many things that women struggle with, like being in bad relationships, you know, or wanting to be in a relationship, but they can't. Because of for whatever reason, they feel like they don't deserve a better partner or, you know, a better job or a better like I didn't feel like I deserved anything better than what I that average track. That's all I felt like I deserved. So to now feel like I deserve to fly private. (laughs) (laughs) Not first class, private. Wow. They told me they were concerned that I had let success go to my head. Oh my God. I drive a 2013 Nissan Altima. That's not. (laughs) I'll at me when I'm flying private. Then I might start acting up. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. That's when I'll start (laughs) doing the most. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's crazy though, because like what you've built has been like just so great and like rewarding for the community and the space. And I, I, my like hat goes off to you because you didn't stick to the standards of what was going on around you, but you, you really created your own community. And it was like, if I build it, they might all come, but then if I build it the way that I really want to and not stick to what's just going on and what's trending it might take a bit, bit longer, but they'll, they'll come. And you stood by that. And that that's, I mean, that, that says something for you. Like that says something about your character because, you know, you, you could have fallen to the trends. That right there, I got to say is Leslie. That's Leslie. That's, that's working with Leslie. 
like I said, when I first started working with her, it's like, okay, she said, do this. And one of her main things is being competition proof. And of course, when we think about competition proof, you think about being the biggest, baddest bitches in all the land. Excuse me. I don't know if I can say that. You're fine. (laughs) You know, you think about being the biggest performer, having the best artists, the best performers in your studio. That's how you're going to be competition proof. But the way you're competition proof is by leading an authentic business, creating authentic programming that you like. I can do spice all day. Because spice is a reflection of who I am. And, and no like, one can do you like you do you. Man, listen. Right. That when people say it's enough out here for everybody to eat, it is, but not if we're all doing the same thing. <laughs> not if we're all doing the same thing. I don't care if you put up different color lights. I don't care if you paint your walls green. I don't care if you paint your walls red. If I go on social media and it looks about the same. Uh-huh. We're going to start bumping into each other. And over time, you're going to get tired. You're going to get tired of that. It's going to wear you out. So like Leslie really helped us to emotionally regulate and to learn to ask yourself the question, is this business serving me? Like I can't be the only one not getting served in here. Everybody else is like, guys, and I'm over here crying because I ain't slept in three days. <laughs> All I'm doing you is know. eating French fries. Like we talk about this. We've like, like Sam and I are just like, how are we going to, how are we opening up a wellness space that is supposed to, you're supposed to be well. And both of us are like, unwell insomnia having like gi issues having headaches like we can't we can't let that happen to us so it's like before the door is even open how do we build it in be honest with yourself be honest with yourself because that's what your people are really going to hold on to if they see you talking about oh confidence and wellness and you like i ain't eight and three you know like you looking bad and sad and broke down I had to close on Sundays this, this year. No, no, no. Well, last year I made that decision around September. We're not even going to be open on Sundays. We don't need to be open on Sundays. We don't. I was like, we need one day to, to. Everybody needs a day. To regroup. Yeah. Yes. And on the We don't need to be in here a hundred times a week. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Like you really have to look at what can I emotionally handle? What can I physically handle? And then what are you going to be able to handle uh, next year? Because unless you got the secret sauce, we ain't getting no younger. (laughs) (laughs) This is that part. That is, that is, we talked about that today. We literally are talking about everything that you just said today. Like right before I got on this with you, like. Yeah. I'm on the right track. We're having like a come to Jesus right moment track. of like be honest. Yeah. Think about do you want do you do you want time off? Do I need to close the studio? Do I need to take two weeks off? Hey, y'all, write it into your contracts so people already know what it is. Huh. Yes. Be honest. Just be real. Be very, very compassionately honest with yourself. <laughs> I mean, this leads to my, literally my next question. Like, what, what would you say to someone that does want to open a studio? Like that Why? wants to open a space. Why? Mm. Why? Start with why. So, that book. Uh-huh. 
Why? And then it's funny. So I ask this question when people call, they say they want to do pole dancing. My first question is why? And, oh, I just want to do something fun. Okay, well, you could have gone roller skating for $13. (laughs) This is not that. So why? Again, I'm going to ask you again, why? Oh, well, it looks fun. It's not. (laughs) Oh, my God. You You can't tell the newbies that. Oh, I do. Because I need them to understand this may look fun, but if you got body, if you're if you're not feeling good about your COVID weight, if you're not feeling good about this 15-year-old baby weight, if you're not feeling good because you got a narcissist at home that makes you feel like crap. All the things are going to come out. Man, and I don't care what kind of pole studio you run. That's going to come up. Somehow. So I'm like, girly, are you ready? (laughs) You know, that's the next question. Are you ready? The other part is what if you like, oh, listen, I'm body, yaddy, yaddy, but you don't get the move. But the girl next to you does. You are you ready to deal with jealousy? Like this is. Yeah. Ton of fun. But there are there is an emotional side of this that you can't escape. Right. You can't. So the why like really drilling down into why you're doing this. You have to. Don't stop at that first answer. Go further. Because there, yeah, it's it's layers. There's so many layers to it. There's so many layers to it. I have a new program, instructor training program that I'm doing. It's all around like leadership and emotional intelligence and literally taking some of the things I've learned as a studio owner and applying it to my instructors. And I asked them, why you want to be an instructor? And they're like, oh, I like teaching. I want to make people feel happy. Well, what you going to do when you don't feel happy? How are you going to take care of yourself? That happens. How are you going to feel when your students stop taking your class? Because and I like that. I like the questioning of it instead of like the, the telling them what to do. Because I think that so many times we... It's like, oh, well, this is what I did. And it's like, no, but sometimes you do need to ask someone like to let them sit with that. Well, what are you going to do when you have to teach three classes in a row and you had the worst night of your life last night? Come on. Come on. You on your period. (laughs) You know, you broke up with your man. You broke up with your girl. Like you like who knows? Like, what are you? How are you going to actually handle that? And you need a real solid why. Because don't nobody get paid enough to do this. <laughs> Labor of love. <laughs> For me, it's the freedom. I'm like, shoot, I ain't making what I was making then, but I don't have to get up to an alarm. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is, that is it. Well, freedom for me. I'm so like, well, so wait, now I have a question for you personally, besides the studio and besides, you know, the space and you expanding and all of that and a million congratulations to expanding because you're doing something right. So congrats. But what are like your personal goals for, you know, what things do you wish to accomplish in in, in Um, Q1, Q2? Honestly, I haven't shared this with anybody. But, okay. Oh. Um, oh, I'll, I'll talk about it. I don't care. Oh, no, I, I, get to, I get to hear it. I get to hear it. So one of the things that I'm I'm realizing is like there's some people that come into this space that 
they need a little bit more of an out of studio experience to kind of like prime them to be in this space. And I'm really big on like my my three core values are self-confidence, self-love and self-compassion. And as somebody who is like high functioning and got a lot of stuff done and I have a life that people think is really successful, blah, 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 whatever. I used to be really nasty to myself, like really mean, say really terrible things to myself. And I just when I discovered, discovered, like (laughs) I discovered self-compassion, it was like such a beautiful thing. And like to be able to practice that, I just want to create like experiences for women around that so they can just feel what that feels like for another woman to be compassionate towards them like I'm not your mom I'm not trying to sleep with you I don't have no motive like I just really want to like be a soft space for you so like creating some experiences around that and then another thing that I really am passionate about is like you know I see all the time women saying like oh I can't find good friends it's so hard to find adult friends and so also creating a space for women to like meet friends but having strong core values so like you do have a friend that you know, something happens, y'all can talk. Yeah. You, know, you have the tools around talking and you can like keep being friends and not just like, I'm done with her. So I love that. Yo, Jackie, you are literally blossoming as large as the flowers behind you. Like, I, I love, I love to see it from like, I just really, I, I'm so proud of you really and you this is i'm a product of you a lot okay listen i told you i'm i'm not i I think some people try to like they don't want to talk about that part of their life but like i needed the black girls poll experience like i needed to be at that retreat i needed to be in the the retreats i needed to be there to see my own potential and for y'all to see my potential and to celebrate that like that's not nothing. So always gratitude to you as well. Thank you. Thank <laughs> always you. grateful. Thank you. Thank always. And I'm so excited to see what you come up with in your space. It's truly you. so excited. I am. I'm, I'm excited too. I'm excited to learn, but also to keep the transparency and be able to share, share the hard times and share the good times of it and just share you know, everything about it so that I can continue to pour into women, black women, you know, yeah, as much as I can. And the time is bright because they talking about people losing their jobs. Like people are really about to lose their jobs. And if we can, and forget about, even if you keep your job, nothing's getting cheaper. So nothing is getting cheaper. Literally, (laughs) literally nothing. My husband is looking at a new car. So we're get two gas car driving people. We're looking at EVs. They like $80,000. I'm like, why? (laughs) Everything car is so expensive. (laughs) I mean, you saw the thing where I, it was like, people are like smuggling like chickens for eggs now and stuff. I'm just like, Lord Jesus. Ain't nothing cheap out here. Nothing is cheap. And so we provide, the poll community provides such an amazing service to people. Yeah. Whatever your gender is, where you like so much. And I'm like, we should be there. We should be providing jobs. We should be providing experiences. We should be like 
this and maybe you own an pole studio is not your thing but like go be great over there go right. be great at your job right like we sh- this should not just be about popping your cheeks out because at a certain point you gotta put your pants back on you gotta put the pleasers away and you gotta go pay some bills and you gotta go do life <laughs> You know, we can't only, we cannot have this codependent, confident relationship in our studios alone. We cannot. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, I, yeah, I I just, I really, I, I, I love that. I love that you said you want to be a soft space for other women. That's, that's like, I like that. Yeah. That has like some serious seasoning on it. Y'all, and we need it yeah, and we, we do hard on each other we hard on ourselves we're hard on ourselves it's just it keeps repeating no be like soft over here i like but it firm in our boundaries <laughs> soft but we have boundaries we have boundaries yes, we and i'm gonna cut you out it just is what it is <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. This has been so good. I'm so, so glad. I, I like was like, I just want to talk to you. I just, I had the feeling it, I was led to just talk to you and I wanted to just see how you were doing. And, you know, you hear like little sprinkles from different States and different studios and different things. And I was just like, I need to check up on Jackie. <laughs> still alive <laughs> I'm still alive <laughs> and and you're you're like prospering and I'm when so when does studio location number two open I don't know girl I don't know I'm gonna <laughs> tell the people it's gonna be open and then <laughs> we will see at this point I'm not talking about Atlanta anymore I'm not talking about Spice Atlanta I'm like, it literally, it started last, like, okay, we had already started construction. And then last year they were like, okay, we're going to get on this permit. And it was just every week, every week, every month, every month. After a while, I was just like, I don't know anymore. I'll let y'all know. I, I really don't know. I, at this point, I'm going to have already been running classes before I tell people that space is open. <laughs> You're not paying rent for it, are you? Oh God, no. Okay. I was about uh, to be like, oh, see, no. Listen, it would have been a whole different conversation. Yes. A girl, no. <laughs> no. Got it. Got it. Yeah, All right. God, well, they, they tried it. They have tried. My God. I'm like, what you want me to do? You got to blame. You want me to call the city? I called them already. What you want me to do? So. Oh my God. Well, I am trying to do. saying <laughs> that you have a, a 2023 open. Before Q4, before I'm going to say this, though, I'm happy that as much as I was so happy to have that opportunity and everything, it was very ego driven to want to open. And but I'm thankful that I did have almost two years to be thinking that this space is going to open at any time, because literally we were just waiting on a permit that can happen at any time. Right. So, but it really accelerated my growth because it was like, you're going to, you got to make sure this is good before you you start talking about. So you had to sit in it. You had to sit in the messy for a little bit to. Oh, absolutely. Like, no, this, I cannot have two of these, (laughs) you know, I can't, if we got to have, because I can't be two places at once. I need to have one that's. functioning happy energetically balanced like i can't have two crazy things so it really forced me to get my systems and processes together in Gwinnett. got it yeah i mean everything happens for a reason for real 
Amen. Yes. It's <laughs> for real. Like, that would have been the ghetto. <laughs> if it had opened when I wanted to, the ghetto. Both of them might not be open now if it would have opened when you wanted Listen, it. I would have went to Mexico and been like, bye. I'm leaving all of this. <laughs> not Mexico. <laughs> We'd be like, and that, that was the last great. and that was the last we heard of her. Oh man. Yeah, where's Jackie? We don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that that you are still here in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you like so, so much for just being you and sharing your wisdom and dropping your your things about studio ownership and life and growth and soft life for other women. I appreciate it. Hey, of course. Thank yes. you. I much, much appreciate it. All right, y'all. So until next time, be courageous, be sexy, be strong, and I'll holler at you later. Fam, I am dying to know, have you joined Black Girls Poll Connect yet? Question mark, question mark. Okay, guys, for years, I've listened to this community say that they wanted more opportunities to connect with other BGPers outside of retreats and events. And now we've finally created a space just for us, no matter where you are located. And you guys... We have packed this platform full of content from monthly webinars with BGP favorites and experts beyond the industry to virtual community meetups, discounts from the Connect BGP partners, Spotify playlists, first access to all the retreats, private Facebook group, blogs, and so much more. Head over to blackgirlspool.com, click BGP Connect in our navigation to sign up right now. There are monthly and yearly plans available. How's that sound? Maybe. Yes. You're signing up. You're going over. Okay. Okay. Cool.